When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is the snobbiest, most entitled thing you've ever witnessed from another person? I went to the state fair one time a few years ago and saw this young mom and her son who appeared to be four or six. He had a stuffed animal that looked pretty worn out, so you could tell the son had had it for a while. Another mom and son walked up and were about to get on the same ride that the first mom and son were getting on, and the boy placed his stuffed animal on a bench so he could go and grab something from a stand. The other boy went and took it. Both moms saw, and the mother of the boy whose stuffed animal went to try and take it back for her son. But the entitled mom started yelling at her, saying stuff like, If he found it, he should keep it, and your son shouldn't have been so careless. I'm disgusted at that point, and the mom says to the entitled mother that her son had had that stuffed animal his entire life and it belonged to him. And the entitled mom says, You can just get another one from the stands, it's not a big deal. The boy, who the stuffed animal belongs to, saw the other boy misusing it, throwing it up in the air, letting it drop, and started to burst into tears. Not like an entitled child crying, but as if his heart was broken. He wasn't screaming crying, just a sob. And that was my breaking point. While the entitled mom wasn't looking, I told her child to give it back and took the stuffed animal, not by force of course, and I dusted it off and then gave it back to its rightful owner. The entitled mom saw me give it back and started screaming at me, saying I abused the kid and she'd be pressing charges. I distracted her long enough for the other mom to realize it was time for her to escape, and after seeing that the family had gotten far away enough from sight, I just left me and the entitled mom's conversation and while she was talking. And now I am the stuffed animal vigilante. This is the type of person who loves the saying, stealing candy from a baby, you know, because they've actually probably stolen candy from a baby. I don't know how you could like rip a stuffed animal out of a kid's hand and see them crying and be like, ooh, that's a you problem. What's going on guys? It's your boy Scrub here back again with another video. Hope you guys are having a great day. I know I am and today we're going to be reacting to some of the most entitled stories people have encountered or entitled people have they have encountered and told stories about. Regardless, I figured it would be a pretty entertaining video. You guys tend to enjoy them. So without further ado, let's go. Saw some like 12 year old rich kid with his dad at Guitar Center buying $6,000 worth of recording equipment. An item he was purchasing was on the lowest shelf and he snapped his fingers and pointed at it telling an employee to fetch it for him. Dude, imagine being the worker that just got snapped at and told to go fetch something from the bottom shelf. You're like, they do not pay me enough to put up with this crap. There was this girl that started working out of the store I worked at and one night we were scheduled to work in the same area. People who work an area together usually talk while performing the menial task, so I figured I'd get to know her. And she explained she was a formal model and she seemed super prissy. Not an insult to her character, but it explains why she said what she did. Imagine a typical conversation where you're trading stories and comparing, but every time I would talk, she would say verbatim, yeah, but I don't really care about that, and I don't really want to hear about that, with no proposed alternatives to conversation or anything. It screamed, I'll talk and you'll listen and nothing else. Man, I just love the like, yeah, I don't really care. Like, you know, we're all working at the same store here. You might as well just talk to your coworkers and try to be cool. I just really don't understand how you expect people to want to listen to your 
life if you're not gonna like at least pretend to listen back. Back in the day when I first began doing field work, I met someone who just got his PhD and truly thought he was God. While we were out there, an old friend who he hadn't seen in years came up and greeted him using his first name, and he stopped the person in the middle of the sentence and said, excuse me, my name is Dr. Blank, and he was absolutely serious. This was about 10 years ago, and now I have my PhD, and I wouldn't imagine doing it to anyone, really. The only people that refer to me to a doctor are my students, if they don't use professor, or if I'm at a conference or something, and that's fine by me. Listen, I understand that people with a doctorate have worked really hard for it, but I've always thought it's really confusing how, like, you know, in casual conversation at a dinner, I'm still supposed to refer to you as doctor. No offense, I just don't really care that you went for school for 12 years. Back when I was getting my master's degree, my best friend and I decided to get coffee together as a break from the hectic schedule we had that week. There was another girl from our class who we were polite and friendly to, but not really friends with, and we're gonna call her Courtney. She was pretty and expected people to do the work for her and coasted through most of the year and, of course, had a lot of group assignments. It had become clear to almost everyone by the second day of the term that she didn't actually want to study and instead used to scope out places and insert herself into conversation where people used to talk about anything relating to money or wealth. It was weird, but her eyes would practically light up when she heard someone use an expensive beauty brand, visits an expensive bar, or if someone had a famous last name or lineage. Anyways, my best friend and I did didn't have much in common with her, but she insisted on joining us for coffee. We gave in and said okay and gave her the directions to meet us there. Fast forward to us sitting in the cafe. She enters an hour later, spots us, and without making eye contact or greeting the waiter, drops her wet, half-open umbrella on his hands. We immediately directed her attention to what she had just done and the poor waiter, who was stunned, not knowing what to do, and she shrugged and said, it's fine. My friend and I were horrified and we emphatically said, no it's not, before we apologized to the waiter and didn't stay much longer but made sure to leave him a big tip. Bro, a waiter isn't there to like be your coat person taking your umbrella to the door, especially if like, what? They didn't even offer? You didn't say anything to him? You just threw your umbrella at him? At that point, this uh, waiter's getting some like, you know, martial arts training. He's gonna be like, I can now dodge a sword because I have done many a dodge of a wet umbrella. When I got married for the first time, I chose my high school best friend as my maid of honor because we were still close. She made it very clear that not only would she wear a different ground than the lowly bridesmaids, but it should also be a different color so people can definitely tell just by us and looking that she's the maid of honor. In other words, special. It's usually done this way, a different color at least, so I don't know why she needed to make a point of saying it other than to just make everyone else feel bad. She also wanted my cousin, who's the closest thing I have to a sister and was the only one of them not a size 16 plus, ejected because of her thinness and prettiness made the maid of honor uncomfortable. When I asked Lynn to be my maid of honor, her very first concern was having a dress that separated her from the rest of the girls. Everyone was at different financial stages, so I didn't want to pick one dress and have people struggling pay for it, and there were also many different body types, and I didn't want anyone feeling uncomfortable. And usually, you kind of know what you like and look good in, so the idea is that they would be able to pick their own dresses that made them feel pretty. It also meant they could go whenever was convenient for them to look for the said dress, and I gave two color options and told everyone to get a dress in one of those two 
two colors. Lynn did not like that because someone else might have the same color dress as her, and I gave her the choice of which color she wanted, and she grudgingly chose one, so I gave her free reign of the color and told everyone else to go with the other. I checked in with the group every week to see how things were progressing, and they weren't, and to occasionally send pictures of dresses I thought one of them might like. Lynn picked out a dress early on the suggestions I had sent, and I figured that was that. It was an Alfred Angelo dress, which is available in every bridal boutique in the country, and that was perfect because Lynn lived two hours away and didn't drive, so she couldn't go to any bridal store in her town and order it. It could be properly fitted there, and she could know exactly what she wanted and how she wanted it. However, a few months later, there was still no movement on the dresses from the bridesmaids' front, and we were quick approaching the cutoff of having to pay extra money for a rush order. So one Saturday, I gathered all the girls to go and find dresses, Lynn included, and we ended up at a standalone bridal store, and I found a dress I thought was perfect. Everyone was there and agreed, and we were fine with the price, and there was a few reasons that I liked it. With a few minor alterations, it could be turned into something wearable for other occasions. The fabric was dyeable, so it could be changed and used again. And it was an awesome design. The bow dice was a sweetheart neckline, tight horizontal pleats with a line of sparkly beads going down the center on either side of the torso. It looked like a black tie invent inspired ribcage, lol, with a very plain A-line skirt. Everyone liked it, and Lynn absolutely loved it, which I figured she would. All the girls got fitted and paid their deposits except Lynn, and I figured it was a money thing, so I offered to pay the deposit for her so she could get all the initial stuff out of the way, since it would be a trek for her to come back and do it later, but she still said no and was undecided. Now that everyone else had ordered their dresses, she wasn't as excited about it, and she was still asserting she should have her own color, and I told her that was fine, and later she told me again how she thought she would have her own different dress, and I said, fine, but you need to make a decision soon, because you'll end up paying more. She went back home that night and a few days later called and said she was going with the Alfred Angelo overall, but she would send me her measurements that would be taken by her husband and I would be responsible for ordering her dress because the cutoff time was close and it was my problem. I told her she would be much better off going into an actual store near her to be measured properly in order because the dress would arrive there and she'd have time to be fitted and have alterations done without having to go back and forth from there. And she was so pissed that she decided, forget the Alfred Angelo, I'll get the other dress instead. Made her husband drive her down there through rush hour traffic to be measured and pay the deposit before cutoff. At that point, I didn't even know what to say anymore, and from that point, she complained and complained to everyone who would listen that I was forcing her to get this ugly dress that she hated. The wedding day came, and we all looked fantastic, and her and I managed to have fun, even though she was a bit of a grump for being in the same dress and same color as everyone else. And every time someone would compliment her, she'd say thank you, and then say something about how she wouldn't have picked this dress if she had a choice. A year passed and Lynn and her husband decided they were going to move back to town and my husband was over helping them move one day while I was at work and came across the dress in the moving truck. She rolled her eyes and tossed it aside telling him how she was still mad at me for forcing her through all that stressful crap and making her buy the horrible ugly dress. I haven't spoken to Lynn in over 10 years, but I'm positive if I run into her, the first thing out of her mouth would be that damn dress. I'm certain it's still hanging in her closet so that whenever someone comes over and the subject of weddings comes up, she can take him in there, glass of wine in hand, cigarette from the lips, and show them the life-altering injustice that had been forced upon her by her former best friend. You know, that was a little bit of a saga, but that being said, Lynn, I've just got uh, one thing for you, alright? It's not your wedding, bro. I don't understand 
understand why it's always people not involved in the wedding, you know, the two people involved that always have the loudest opinions about the wedding. As long as your friend's happy with getting hitched, that's all that should matter, dude. I will wear a purple tuxedo to any of the homies' weddings if that's what they want. I used to live in a very affluent area, and many of the most convenient grocery stores were inside the area. A friend of mine was staying with us for a few weeks and would go stop by the stores on her way home from work. One day, while she was at the self-checkout, a woman came up to her, telling her to bag her groceries. My friend politely told her that she didn't work there, and the lady then insisted that my friend did indeed work there, and demanded that she bag her groceries, citing the way she was dressed. For reference, she was working as an intern at a local engineering firm, so her outfit was professional and not at all like a uniform of a store. Eventually, this lady's tantrum caught the attention of an actual employee who had to tell her several times that my friend was in fact not an employee of the store. At which point, the woman said something along the lines of, Well, she should have just bagged my groceries anyways. I don't know how you get into this situation and are not mortified with embarrassment that you were just demanding a stranger bag your groceries that doesn't work there, dude. I would literally want to crawl into my own skin and disappear into a black hole if I was in this situation. And she's out here like, You should have bagged the groceries anyways. Why? They don't work there. Like, I would be mortified if I did this on accident. That's how you know it was on purpose. Our new neighbor thinks she owns the building. I live in a block of six units of apartments. A month ago, the unit above mine went up for sale and sold fairly quickly and the new owner moved in less than a week ago. This morning, I got up and went to take the rubbish out and found a note to my door and I honestly thought it was a I'm new to the building kind of note, but I couldn't have been more wrong. Dear tenant, I recently bought your building and wish to introduce myself. My name is blah 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 and I think you're gonna find me to be a fair landlord. However, I do have rules. Everyone is to be in their units by 9 p.m., and if you're going to be out past this, I suggest you find accommodation elsewhere. No pets allowed. If you have any, they must be relocated before I do an inspection, or I will call the ranger to remove them. This is the only warning. I will conduct an inspection once a month, and you will be present to answer any questions or face eviction, and failure to pay rent on time will result in your eviction. If we follow all these rules, I'm sure we'll get along. Sincerely, blah, blah. And I'm like, what did I just read? Fun fact about my building, we all own our own units and nobody actually owns the whole building. I won't lie, I got to number two and had a panic attack because I have cats and there's no way I'm giving them away. Before I remembered, we bought our unit just before Christmas. We had rented it from a friend prior and she had told me she was thinking about selling, so we bought it. Didn't even have to move. So in some ways, it felt like renting but we actually owned our unit. Now, I'm not great at confronting someone and I tend to shake a lot, but at that moment I was quite mad, so I went upstairs and knocked on the door. You know that gut feeling you have? I was spot on. The door opened and there stood a Karen, her hair blonder than my own and her nails long and brightly colored. She didn't seem happy to see me there and I introduced myself and explained I lived downstairs and I wanted to talk to her about the note and she started to talk over me, explaining that the letter was basic rules even a child could understand and if I didn't like her rules I could vacate. Wow. I would ask if people are really this up themselves, but I work in retail and can answer my own question. I told her that I actually own my unit, and she hadn't bought it or the rest of the building, but only her unit, and she
she couldn't enforce anything in the note, and she didn't like that at all. She started yelling at me, saying yes, she indeed did buy the whole building, and failure to comply with her rules would mean I was evicted. I was starting to think I was wrong when another neighbor opened his door, came out, and asked what the issue was so she could stop screaming as he worked nights and was trying to sleep. I told him I was trying to explain she hadn't bought the building, and she started yelling again, and my neighbor told her to stop and then said the best thing I've heard all day. Are you stupid? Her jaw dropped as he explained to her how she was wrong, and she was in fact part of the Strata community, kind of like an HOA that oversees the building, and that she had no right to make rules for everyone, and she gave us dirty looks before she slammed the door. I thanked him, and he said the entire time he lived there, he hadn't seen someone so entitled. How do you buy one apartment and think you bought the entire building? You know, I'm not saying that I know a ton about real estate, I'm no expert, but I feel like it would be very obvious in the price that you're not getting the entire building. Like, you know, the price for one apartment's a lot less than a building of six apartments. I don't even understand how you could possibly get confused with that. And those rules seem pretty illegal. You can't come home past 9pm? I, I don't think that's how it works. I'm copying a friend by being in a mandatory class? So some background, I'm in high school. Last year, yay, but there's a mandatory art credit. I tried to take drama or dance, but got shoved into art class. And it doesn't matter, but I'm a girl and I've been cutting my hair for the last 10 years every time it gets to my shoulder, and I go as short as I can without looking bald. Anyways, I met a girl who enjoys art and drawing, and she recently cut her hair short, and I'll call her Sammy. Sammy can be pretty annoying sometimes, thinking everyone cares what she does, the way she cuts her hair, the way she has a sketchbook in arm and is drawing. Well, my hair ended up getting to my shoulders, so I cut it. And she made an offhand comment about us looking the same, and we didn't, because her hair is blonde and short, and mine is three different bright colors, none of which are natural, because I always dye it when I cut it, but I ignored her comment and shrugged it off. Anyways, for art class, we need a sketchbook, and the teacher can make some, but they're pretty bad and fall apart, so he said we should buy our own, and I did. It was like $2, it's big, and it doesn't fall apart, so it was perfect. Turns out, it was the exact same one Sammy buys, and when she saw it, she went off about me copying her style, her hairs, and her clothes. We were all wearing grad hoodies because we're graduating this year, and apparently I stole her hobbies, and why can't I just get my own style? Needless to say, my group was shocked. She had never freaked like this, and we addressed the problems, or tried to, talking about clothes and hoodies, and told her everyone's wearing it. She said that she bought it first, and I should have gotten a different color, and the pants we were wearing were from the same store, but she wore plain and mine were not. A friend pointed out that, and Sammy didn't know the store existed until she met me, apparently, and then she demanded that I stop buying my pants there. As for the hair, my friends told her that we look nothing alike, and I've done the same routine since I was 10, and I wasn't being influenced by my choice in hairstyles. As for art, I told her the class was mandatory, and I didn't take it to copy her, and I even showed her online what I registered for, and she said it was faking it. She told me to throw away my sketchbook, when I already had sketches in it, and get a different one. And I told her she's crazy, and it costs $2 at Walmart, and it's for class. She said she's not gonna talk to me until I stop copying her, and stormed off. And honestly, as a friend group, we were kinda done. It was just very weird she expected me to change ways for her. I could just never imagine demanding that one of my friends stop shopping at a store because I also shop there, you know? Like, oh man, did you get that from uh, that place in the mall? Listen, dude, if we're friendship is gonna remain any type of friendship, okay? You can't shop where I shop anymore. We have to be completely different. Isn't like half the point of being friends to like have friends that you have stuff in common with, you know? Obviously, if you're an artist, some of your friends might be into art. I grew up dirt poor in a really crappy household, and many years later, 
later, I ended up at Stanford, and the stuff that I saw there is enough to write a book about, and it's absolutely insane every day of the week. I'm talking about people talking about how trashy Tiffany jewelry is, and my buddy Kyle had a guest over to his apartment, and the guest commented on how nice the furniture was. And as a gesture, Kyle gave the guest all of the furniture because apparently that's what rich people do. It was his roommate's furniture, and he refused to replace it. A girl I know purchased a $5,000 dress in Beverly Hills, brought it back to the hotel room, and didn't like the way it fit, so she left it in the hotel for the maid. Some girl fell head over heels for a guy at a party and was ogling him all night. He was way out of her league, and he started chatting with her, and a few minutes later, it turned out he's actually just friends with someone at the party and was invited, and he doesn't even go to Stanford. He actually goes to Berkeley. And she smacked him across the face, like four times, because how dare he talk to her knowing that he goes to a state school. Similarly, her friend was dating a guy from some other state school another time, and when this girl found out, they were in an Uber, and she straight up opened the door and kicked the guy out until he got out of the car at a traffic light. Do people actually care what college you go to? I feel like Berkeley and Stanford are both really good schools. I didn't realize that, like, you know, there was a disparaging thought about people who went to a state school. Hell, man, I don't think I could get into Berkeley, so uh, if that's considered a bad college, then I must be stupid. I've been sitting on this story for a while, but I'll share it here. I was on a completely full Southwest flight, and luckily was in the A boarding group and got a seat near the front of the plane, and I was chilling, kinda watching people board, and time passed and the plane was getting full, and at this point, there was no overhead compartment space left. This young woman walks on, spots an empty seat in the row ahead of mine, and asks people in the row to move so she can get in. Pretty normal, right? The issue was, she had a very large carry-on that she could not fit under the seat in front of her, and as I said, there was no overhead space left. So she proceeded to remove a bag from the overhead compartment that belonged to a man who was on the first of the plane, placed it in the middle of the aisle, and then put her bag in and sat down as if, as if she thought that was completely acceptable social behavior. This drew some major attention from those sitting around her, including the man who owned the bag and the remaining passengers behind her in line who now had to navigate their way around a bag in the middle of the aisle. Several people were about to let her have it when, luckily, a flight attendant who witnessed it all arrived and gave her a short lecture and proceeded to play a game of Tetris with the bags overhead and squeezed her and the man's bag in. She deplaned before me, so I wasn't able to track her down in the airport, but I really wanted to talk to her and just see what her thought process was. Oh, bro, people that, like, don't know how to act on an airplane are the absolute worst. Imagine being this dude and watching somebody, like, throw your bag into the middle of the aisle so they could put theirs in its place. It'd be hard not to be seeing red at this point, especially on a slammed flight and they make you check your bag instead. Anyways, guys, I think that's gonna do it for the video. Hopefully you enjoyed. If you did, I would appreciate you taking a second to press the like button. Let me know in the comments section down below what you thought. And of course, subscribe and turn on those notifications. If you ever want to listen offline without gameplay, whatever floats your boat, I do post these on Spotify. Link is down below, so feel free to go check that out. No pressure. But uh, yeah, on that note, guys, that'll do it for the most entitled people. Don't get anyone pregnant if you do. Make sure they're hot, and I'll see you guys next time. I'm out. Peace.